This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Babzikalala, good morning. Zindela, asubingalele. And greetings to your Power FM listeners. Siabongaga, cool. Let's perhaps start here. There's this uh, misinformation by the Democratic Alliance. What do you make of that statement where they're speaking about, uh, you know, there being some form of stats where they are concerned, uh, saying that they've uh, outperformed the ANC already in new voter registrations and re-registrations? I mean, how do we get to that particular level uh, where we are now deliberately misleading people? I think it's it's people will say it's the citizens elections where everything almost goes where parties do anything in the terms of trying to manipulate and convince voters that they are the right choice for voting. I mean it's sometimes it's all irresponsible some of the things parties say uh, parties do in order to achieve the objective being for I mean uh, there should be something that tells you really that you are the one who has, or you, you have the, the, the numbers that you get. I mean, if I is the one who's hanging registrations, then it means uh, it's it's capable. I'm really sorry to have to do this. I'm just going to ask that perhaps you move around just a little bit. Uh, we're just struggling with the, the quality of your line. Uh, perhaps we could have a, a, a go um, if, you, if you're able to proceed. Yeah, just to, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's try again. How does it sound now? Okay, that's, uh, it seems much better. You can go ahead, Babzi Galal. So I was saying it's the cynicism of elections mm. um, where everything almost goes. Parties will, will want to say any, anything and everything mm. that will almost put them in a, in, a, in, a, in a position where voters consider them as their choice. But of course, that must be done with every consideration of not being part of, of a misinformation packing. Mm. Uh, if the IEC is the one that is hanging registrations, then parties must be responsible to say, but how then do, as much as parties keep the stats of the interactions that they have, it's their right to, but how do you then be so certain that you have hanged more registrations uh, than everyone else? I mean, parties, of course, also assist many voters, of course, with the idea of online registrations having mm. been opened. There could be some level of knowing how many first-time registrations that you have done, mm. but I think for me it's 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 it's, it's slightly irresponsible. Mm. Uh, also, it's, uh, we, we understand it's the cynicism of elections uh, where everything almost goes, and and uh, between anything to try and achieve mm. the objective of being voted for. Mm. How important do you think it is for people to be aware of such um, as they prepare to make a very important uh, decision? So uh, just the the importance of educating oneself around some of these issues, because one could take this uh, as truth if, if they didn't know better. I think it's very critical. I mean, uh, the level of, of voter education, civic education, and maybe political education, in the country 
sales is very disappointingly low, right? Mm. And it's going to be very critical for the people of South Africa to educate themselves about politics, about how politicians may sometimes act, what differentiates political ideas and political ideology and how they are expressed, because that, for me, should be how are voting. But unfortunately, South Africa is a country that almost votes on, on nostalgia, on emotions. Mm. Not really uh, what you call, with all due respect, being a rational voter who almost vote on the basis of, of what has been presented mm. as policy proposals or political proposals for how the country should be organized and politically structured. I mean, that for me has always been a concern and there must be a lot of work that is being done by the powers that be, in particular the IEC and of course others were organized in improving level of civic education. I mean, mm. sometimes you listen when you listen to potential voters and voters on the reason, the reason behind what they vote for in their choices and what they consider they seem to be very very low levels of understanding how government works, how politics works, how mm. the country is politically structured, and all those things. And what some of these parties present as policy proposals. Mm. But of course, uh, we can't blame them when it seems that it has been deliberately made that way by the powers that be. And of course, even to a certain extent, even political parties themselves seems to deliberately try to depoliticize South Africans mm. inside in the internet because it's easier to control a depoliticized population. Sure. So it then becomes a, the duty of the population itself to try and educate itself so that they don't find themselves being manipulated mm. uh, by by politicians and the like into places. Yeah. You know, speaking about, uh, you know, educating oneself, I almost am tempted to then ask you just in as much as reflecting on the weekend that was in terms of the registrations, but on some of, you know, the utterances and statements in terms of manifestos uh, by, you know, some of the political parties, you know, we've seen the some of the new kids on the block, uh, if, if, if dare I say, uh, Rise Mzansi, Build One South Africa, and the messages that they were driving. Do you think, especially given the context of that it's a newly formed party, do you think the manifesto really spoke to the reality of South Africans and really spoke to situations that are realistic or, or rather solutions that are realistic. Uh, so in essence, do, did these parties have enough time or is it just now a matter of we just wanting to contest in the elections? I mean, you look at perhaps Build on South Africa and this large emphasis on the creation of jobs. And we know that the levels of unemployment in the country, particularly among young people, they are skyrocketing. So in your view, was it really, did it hit the nail uh, where we really wanted to? I, I think, uh, of course, man, uh, any political party will want to speak to the issues of concerns or the issue that are high in the in in, in, in the in the minds of South Africans. I mean jobs, poverty and uh, inequalities and uh, uh, education, load shedding and those issues are the mm. almost will become the easy pickings or low hanging fruits that everyone wants to pick up in terms of 
having have to having a solution with regards to that. Mm. My only concern has always been with some of these political parties has always been that their political messaging and some of the solutions that they they put forward mm. seems to suggest that the political structure and economic structure of the country is is correct. In, in, in the only problem is mismanagement and maladministration. Therefore, you can always see that some of their proposals mm. seems to suggest that if you fix uh, administration and you fix uh, what you call the management of the of, of the poly, of the political uh, system in the country, the system will be able to 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 do what. Uh, what, what it's supposed to do, and what it's supposed mm-hmm. to do, what it's proposed to do, and I mean, for me, that has always been a concern because, in some instances, you'll find that it's not really uh, in the final analysis just an issue of individuals uh, who have mismanaged and man, man, the man must man, administered the South African situation. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is the political structure itself and economic structure that is almost incapable of doing. Of creating, for example, in terms of jobs, of creating jobs and mass. I mean, mm. we've spoken really at length about the idea that the South African uh, economic structure, for example, how it is structured, it's almost incapable of of creating jobs and mm. mass, mm. right? So it means there will be something that needs to change in how the economy of South Africa is structured, and the role that the state, in particular, plays in that space of economic development and 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 and, and, the, and the economic growth yeah. to make sure that the, the the economy is able to create a lot of jobs mm. but apparently the issue now is that almost every political party does not want to speak to that idea that there is a lot that needs to change structurally in south africa outside of the blaming of individuals of what organizations and the idea of maladministration. I mean, if, if for example, let's make an example. Everyone speaks about the country, and for example, let's speak, if you use a simple issue of potholes, right? Mm. So everyone will speak about potholes and says we'll solve potholes, but no one wants to speak about what really causes potholes. Mm. What about the South African traffic and roads that creates the possibility of potholes? Because we can fix the potholes almost every day. But if we haven't uh, gotten to the idea of what really causes this, what about our roads that causes potholes? What about the traffic? How about the traffic in South Africa that is on the roads that causes the possibility? How do we fix that to make sure that potholes do not uh, do not come or do, are not created? So just to make an example with that, just small small issue. But of course, you can use the very same thinking to understand other big and complex issues in South Africa. That there needs to be something that goes goes to the root cause of some of the issues that we speak about. Mm. Because we seem to have a political political parties that are really speaking to ease to ease pickings and low hanging fruit and not really for example if if a tree, a mango tree is not producing mangoes or producing small mangoes, the question should be what about the tree that makes mangoes not to come? Mm. But if you are going to focus on the fact that the small mangoes are not coming and 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 then focus on that without understanding what about the tree itself mm. and the weather at the time, it makes things very difficult. I, I hope that example helps mm. where I'm trying to what I'm trying to to say about the structure itself, the source of the problem. 
No one wants to speak about altering the structure. Everyone wants to speak about uh, the after effects of such a structure. Sure. I need to ask you, because I've also now had the urgent temptation uh, of corruption accused Zandile Kumete, uh, you know, seem, seemingly spearheading in the, the campaign, particularly in Eteguinu, as we saw this past weekend. And I think not only just with her, but how will this really have the desired outcome? And in, in your mind, what is the desired outcome in terms of the ANC utilizing uh, Zandile Kumete as a political figure uh, to campaign ahead of the, the elections? I think maybe political parties and maybe the African National Congress in particular have arrived at a, at a position where they, 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 they believe that they need all their leaders, all the, they must back all guns, pay, pay, mm. and they need all their leaders to be, to, especially with the challenges of the new emerging parties like the MP party and others. You really need everyone, all hands, to be on deck to make sure that uh, you achieve the objective of maintaining state power. And I think for me, that's the the the, the, the biggest consideration maybe the ANC did to say, because of course uh, uh, people like your uh, former mayor Zandile Kumet and others have all of, some of them been associated mm. with uh, with the president for former president Jacob Zuma in the past. Therefore, the uncertainty around them would create a perception in the voter. So if you're able to bring some of them to be in the forefront, you are able, maybe there's a certain section of voters that you are able to to to, to give uh, what you call hope that says uh, they can still stay and vote for the ANC, mm. right? You are trying to create that possibility. But some of these leaders, of course, have a real great uh, influence uh, in the region, for example, with former mayor Zandile Kumete, let's say she holds really great uh, what you call an uh, influence, mm. both inside and outside the party. So the party may resolve to say that you need to bring this person on board so mm. that you are able to to consolidate your vote and assure voters that uh, the ANC still remains mm. uh, uh, an alternative. Mm. Of course, on the other flip side of that. Then there is the idea of saying, but the ANC has always said they are going to leaders who are corruption accused are in court and all those things, mm. uh, who've got criminal cases to answer to, will be asked to step aside, mm. right? Mm. Now, when does this step aside happen and how does it happen and when does it end, right? Mm. Because there's not been a verdict on the cases of former mayor Sandile Kumete. But of mm. course, it seems as if uh, there they may be something that says, even though he's, she's on step aside, but the party currently, because of the challenges that it's facing, needs her to be there to participate, to make sure that they consolidate the vote. I mean, that should be, that could be the consideration that is made. I mean, many parties in, in maybe facing the challenges that the ANC is currently facing, we have made the decision of saying we need all hands of done dead. No one needs to be seen almost as if they are isolated. Uh, or, or not being involved because then you create that uncertainty on the vote I was speaking about on particular of, of the membership mm. because you need the membership of the party to be able to to work uh, together to consolidate and go and converse votes. So they must not be in the position where there can be uncertainty around particular leaders. Mm. 
And then just looking at the numbers, and I mean, I've already highlighted them, you know, especially in terms of the new, uh, you know, registrations on Saturday, over 50,000. Of course, seemingly it has increased, and that's the likelihood as well. Um, And just looking at, you know, the number of transactions over, you know, half a million as well, 500,000. Do you think the IC has really uh, done a good job in this sense? Once again, going back to issues of education, being out there, being visible, and uh, essentially fulfilling its mandate as the independent uh, electoral commission. I think under the circumstances, the IEC has done considerably well, but of mm. course, it could do much better. I mean, me, I've always had concern around its voter education activities. Again, in and between elections, what IEC does when there are no elections, uh, what does, how does it participate in making sure that civic education and voter education happens? But someone else will say maybe that's not within their mandate. And of course, with the resources and budgets that they have, maybe solely some of their work should be for, is always focused around managing and administering elections. And of course, so they must be applauded with, the, with being, being able to convince some of the first-time voters and being able to 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 increase the numbers of all registered voters. I mean, in the last few elections, we've had maybe about plus or minus 26 million. Mm. So now, if we are going to 27, maybe 28 to our state million, it, it tells you that at least we are getting a higher because we have uh, for, 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 we have about 42.4 million plus or minus eligible voters in South Africa. Mm. So we must be in. We must we must endeavour to try and get as much as those people as as as, uh, as possible registered. But there is a trick that lies, Malina. Mm. The trick lies in saying yes, we may convince people to go and register, mm. but we must must make sure that we also can make sure that on election day, when the election day has been announced, mm. on election day, the people who have registered go out in numbers to yeah. register. Because over the years, the number of people who go at the ballot on the balloting day has always, has, has always, almost every year, gone down. And yeah. that's what we must need to deal with, the South Africa voter apathy and the idea that some people who feel there is no need for them to participate. Yes, mm-hmm. they could be registered, but when the day comes, some of them do not revolt. I mean, in the last election, we had plus or minus 18 million people voting, which means we had more than 8 million people who decided not to participate, even though they were registered. So this time around, we must also encourage those who have registered to go to the ballot, the ballot day because we must maintain the integrity of our democracy yeah. and the idea that our democracy is a democracy of a majority, right, mm-hmm. of majority rule, which means majority of the voters and the eligible voters mm-hmm. must be at the ballot for to maintain that integrity. But what has happened in the past is that there are those who are at the ballot, I say the last general elections of about 18 million, yeah. were outnumbered by those who did not participate, either having been registered or not registered, but who mm. are eligible voters. Mm. Where those who are voted were outnumbered by those who didn't vote, those who didn't uh, place, who didn't show confidence in the system, those who were voter in political apathy, as, as the, most, uh, the, the majority number. So yeah. that for me is also the that we should be doing work and endeavouring to try and make sure that the majority is at the ballot.
uh, and by majority votes on voting day, that maintains the integrity of our democracy. Of course, also part to that is our politicians and political parties themselves have the role to play to 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 make sure that whatever political work they are doing, either in in, stay in the state administration or outside of that as their own political work, they encourage, they do work that encourages voters mm. to participate, to see the meaningfulness of voting, mm. to see the meaningfulness of, of, of participating in this political process of voting. Because sometimes the reasons of some voters of why they do not participate is based on how politicians and political parties behave and what that they do. And we've seen it's futile for them to participate in this exercise of voting. Yeah. And again, also the, how we craft our political messaging, especially when we are speaking to the, the voter, voter party and for the first-time voters, the people who have not voted before, and of course most of them being the young people, is that there must be a, message, a different type of of how we package our message to speak to those people. Yeah. Because unfortunately, we can no longer uh, speak only the idea of where we come from as a country and what it took for us to achieve the vote and yeah. end there. There must be message, a way of how we speak to the to the generation Gen, Gen Z and uh, what's called, what people will call Nama 2000. <laughs> because those people do not have a recollection of the history of this country or a physical recollection where yeah. they've been part of. They've lived most of their lives in this democratic dispensation. Yeah. So there must be a, a, a message that goes straight to them to encourage them to participate because we can't always rely on the message of where we come from mm. because those people may not have the, uh, lived the reality. So for them, it may mean less as much as it's important, it's very important, but it's a mean less than it means to someone who's 40, 60 years old yeah. who have lived through a past who understands what it meant for many people of this country not to be able to vote. Yeah. Zagalal, I think this is a perfect place to end it and because that was going to be my parting question to say how do we go from people that are registered to people that physically go and cast the ballot come the mm. day. I mean, to have a population of over 60 million people, only the voters' roll has only just reached the 27 million mark. As you said, the last elections, uh, millions of people just not pitching uh, to vote. What a, an important message and I think we need to keep hammering on on it um, as we mm. get closer to those elections. Uh, Tobani Sigalala, thanks very much for your time this morning. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.